Hey everybody, welcome again to another great show. It's me, once again, Charles Matthews, and welcome to the Charles Matthews Show. And I'm doing one of my special series called My Brothers. If you haven't heard it before, it's a series I'm, I'm looking for a hundred strong men. I want you to learn about them. You know they, they do the saying, don't judge a book by its cover. So on this podcast, I want you to listen. Listen to all these great guys and all the great things they're doing, and the little secrets that you might not know about them to get to know them better. So today on my show, I want you to learn about my one of my great guests, Mr. Steve Kerr. Steve, are you there? Yes, I am, Charles. I am here. Welcome to the show, my friend. How you doing? I'm doing excellent. I'm having a powerful day. <laughs> See, that's, if you don't know Steve right off the bat, everything to him is fantastic, powerful. I don't know if he's ever had a bad day. So, Steve, like, what, what do you do when you wake up, my friend? Like, you're always powerful when you wake up. What's going on? Well, what I do is I usually greet my God, and then I go into a mode of uh, prayer and meditation. That's how I begin my day. Every day. That is correct. Every day, just like you have a spouse, and if your spouse is sleeping beside you, when you wake up, don't you say good morning to your spouse? Yes, of course. Well, there you go. I wake up, I say good morning to my God. <laughs> That's, yeah, I love it. I love it. So before we get started, Steve, tell us a little bit about you. Let's get your background. Where, where were you born? How many brothers and sisters did you have? What, what was your dream growing up as a child? I was born in Montego Bay, Jamaica, and uh, I am the youngest of five children, and uh, I was raised by my mother and my father. We immigrated to uh, Canada in 1971, March. Uh, when I was uh, growing up as a child, uh, my inspiration was to become a paramedic or a, uh, a news reporter. A paramedic or a news reporter. Okay, so that's two different spectrums right there. Talk to me about that. How did you get to paramedic? Well, I've always had the nature of helping people. And so it was, uh, it was this show on TV that I was watching. It's called, uh, I think it was Adam 12. Okay. It was, a sh it was a show on just people going out in the ambulance and rescuing people. And, and, and you have people of all sorts of different challenges. And it's just about how they go about rescuing them. And so... With that, I said, you know what? I want to rescue people. I want to help people. Mm. And so essentially, I am actually doing that now, but from a different perspective because I'm an inspirational speaker. And in doing that, I am helping people. I'm helping people to discover their purpose, you know, whether it be on a personal level or on a corporate level, and then teaching them how to monetize it and uh, helping them to maximize their full potential. So is that where now the news, the newscaster comes in because you're on stage talking to people? Is that how you tied it all in? Um, I, I guess you could say tied it all in. Well, when, when you say news, it's, yes, it's giving people information, giving people the knowledge that they need to, to take their life another level. So it's not really about, you know, the news that's out there where it's negative, but news that is positive, uh, because I'm, I'm from light. I'm a light bearer. I, 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 I always divide things into two categories, Charles. So I talk about light and I talk about darkness. And so when somebody's in darkness, you can't find your car keys until you turn on the light. Mm. So I would like to be that light for somebody that's 
in darkness, to illuminate them, to bring them to the news in order for them to come out of darkness and into the light. Right. So here's a funny thing. And people always, I always ask this question. The same way that you go out in the world, right? You're, you're a husband and a, and a father. Uh, it says father of eight children, right? That is correct. Father of eight. And just to let you know, one of them is in heaven right now. Oh, okay. I'm sorry to hear that. Can you, mm-hmm. can you break down the ages for me? Yes, the oldest one is uh, is 31. He's going to be 32 in uh, December 27th. And then my uh, second born, she's 29. She just turned 29 on the 16th of June. And then I have a 28-year-old going to be 29 in September 17th. I have a um, 27-year-old that just became 27 in March of uh, this year. I have a uh, 26-year-old that just became 26 just literally days ago, June the 25th. I have a 20-year-old that will be 21 on October the 20th. And then my last born uh, is now 11 years old, and she will hit 12 uh, September the 6th. All right. Now, and if you see Steve, Steve does not look like he should be having those old kids. You you look young, you look young yourself, jumping around, doing stuff. When we go out, I see you at my events. You're dancing up a storm. How do you keep yourself active with all those kids and, and keep it going so that, that, you know, like how they say, keep daddy fresh. How do you keep fresh right. with your kids? Well, it, it, it's funny you should say that. How do I keep fresh for my kids? Because I will turn it around and I'll say to you, I stay fresh because of my kids. Uh, and okay. I say it that way because you have to find a reason why. In, in, even in business, if you're going to do business, Charles, you must know that you've got to find a reason why. Because it's not an easy road to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have a focus, of why you need to get up at six o'clock in the morning and, and why you have to work beyond the traditional eight hour shift, then, then your enterprise is going to falter. And so the question you're asking me is simply this. I have to stay fresh and young because I have eight children. And so I do do exercise. I do go into the gym. And just recently, as recently as Father's Day, I took up roller skating. So now I'm actually on TikTok in the uh, in the roller skating community. I do do roller skating videos on a on a daily basis. <laughs> okay, I'm not. <laughs> Hold on, you can't skip over that without giving us your TikTok handle because you know we're all gonna go look at that right now, right? <laughs> okay, my TikTok handle is Powerful Steve. So at Powerful Steve, P O W E R F U L S T E V E. All right. I don't know about you all, but right after this, I'm going to TikTok and go look at some of those videos. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So here's a, here's why I'm diving into your kids and your age and all this stuff, because you have, I heard you name some older children and some younger children. Yeah. In this- well, the, the one that I only have one that's underneath 18, which is still considered under my care. Right. Um, and the oldest one to her, he's 20 years old to be 21. Right. But in here's, here's the f- question I'm going to ask you. In yeah. this day and age right now that we are living yeah. in with all the things that are happening, 
Right. What, what do you what do you say to to your kids? You got some older ones that you know they're not around you. They're they're you know they're their own adult. They're out there in the world. You know the way things are happening. You got some young right. ones. You can't tell the young ones the same thing as the old ones, or the old ones the same thing as the young ones, or can you? Well, it's it's a very good question, and uh, each of my children and how I raise them is to learn their personality and to know what they need. So, for instance. Uh, you might think because a child is 18 and the world says it's now an adult and so they have to manage themselves, if you judge all your children by that standard, you're going to run into problems because everybody learns at a different rate. And so even though the number 18 comes up and statistically on the books you're considered an adult, but that child's development could still be at the age 16. And so you have to recognize that you still need your parenting to this level based on that, knowing your children. And even when governing and disciplining your children, you can't use a, a, a cookie cutter mentality for all your children. Everybody has a different mechanism of discipline that's going to influence them and, and going to affect them. So that means the parent got to be intimate, got to understand the, the, the mechanism of how that child's mind function in order to come up with the right discipline, in order to come up with the right uh, inspiration, in order to help your children achieve their maximum potential. All right, and I'd love to ask this question. Do you teach your daughters different than your sons? Most definitely. I mean, you're talking about a male gender versus a female gender, the, the, the information will be the same, but the method of teaching will be different. Like, well, let me give you a simple example. You know how society right now looks upon a woman that sleeps around as a hoe. Yeah. But a man that sleeps around, he has all the bravado. Oh man, you, Hey, you're cool. And Hey, you're this and that because he, he has more than one women. And so that right there, I'm teaching both my sons and my daughters to abstain. I'm teaching them to, you know, learn how to find that woman that is uh, your wife and that man that is your husband. I'm teaching them that principle. But how I go about that, I'm teaching them totally different. Right, right. Now, but the goal is the same. The goal is the same. So then here's, yeah. a, here's a question. How do you, as Steve, become Steve? And, and let me break that down for you. Are you the same Steve that is at home? Is the same Steve that you open the door and go onto the street? There are so many reasons not to skip breakfast. So many savory, mouth-watering, tasty, delicious beyond all belief reasons. Actually, that last one was pretty convincing. Stop by for a McDonald's breakfast. Mix and match a sausage biscuit, sausage McMuffin, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Any two for just two bucks. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. That is a very, very good question. I would say, I would answer it this way. I am the same Steve, but I understand that I'm wearing different hats. So I'm home I'm a father and a parent, so if I go out in the world and try to parent everybody, that wouldn't be wise. 
But still, when I go out into the world, then I become powerful, Steve, the, the king of inspiration. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, yes, but that's, yes. That's part of the personality of who Steve is. I just need to know what hat that I'm wearing at the time. I'll give you another example. I'm also a certified chaplain, and so I have a lot of spiritual uh, responsibilities as well. So when I'm in the setting of a church or in the setting of visiting somebody in the hospital, I have to put on my chaplain hat versus my inspirational hat or versus my parenting hat. Mm. And so I'm the same Steve, but I'm wearing different hats. Now, do you feel it difficult? Like sometimes, do you feel it difficult that you have to be these multiple Steve or, or what do you do for it? No, I don't find it difficult for this reason. Um, many people are given a gift because they can only handle that one gift. Then there's another person that's given five gifts because they have the capacity to handle those five gifts. And so essentially, uh, you know me, Charles, that I operate in the film industry. Yep. I ran for city council two times, and I am heavily plugged into the political world. Mm -hmm. And then I just mentioned to you that I'm also, you know, in, in the, the, uh, the, the spiritual world, going to church and church leadership and all that stuff. And then I'm an inspirational speaker, so I'm on stages doing that as well. I'm a track and field coach. So I'm in, in that arena as well. So as you can see, I'm a man of many talents, and I just have to learn how to manage all of those things according to my gifting. All right. Now, here's the one thing that I want people to understand. They see you doing these things out there, but do they really know the inside Steve? So what I want to do is we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to get to know the inside Steve. What is Steve's hidden talents? What is his hobbies? I want to know. I think Steve has a hidden talent that many people don't know about. I'm going to get it. I'm going to pull it out of you when we come right back. Stay tuned. <laughs> Own a piece of Jamrock. Be part of a housing project of 450 homes overlooking Kingston and the Caribbean Sea on an average size half acre lot in Belvedere Red Hills. Buy now selling fast. Call Andrew Hilton at 416-888-9100. Today's podcast is brought to you by Beauty Club Outlet. Our goal is to have our clients leave Beauty Club Outlet's store more confident, comfortable, and psychologically Hello. liberated than before they came in. And this is the motivation for our entire customer experience and, and product offering at Beauty Club Outlet. Click the link below and use promo code CMJ for 15% off. Now back to Charles and his special guest. Yes, we're back. Steve, before we went to break, we wanted to know, what's Steve's hidden talents? What, what, you know, if someone doesn't really know, what, what, what's your hidden talent? I asked one guest before, are you a singer in the shower? What, what's your go-to song in the shower? <laughs> My go-to song in the shower, wow. I mean, yes, I do sing. I, I, I do sing. Um, you know what? I would say that uh, my, because I'm an inspirational speaker, and I'm going to bring that because, they, and I'm going to be honest with you, I, I even question now how much level of use I use of this song because of the recent uh, you know, events and knowledge that came up. Right. But a song that was uh, a song that I sang in the shower a lot 
was R. Kelly's song, I Believe I Can Fly. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that's, a, so, that's a classic. You know, it, it, gets, it gets you hyped. Yeah. It gets you, gets you going. Yes, it, it gets me going. And as, if you know my, my, my catchphrase when I do my videos and stuff, I said, and remember, aim high, spread wings, fly. So a lot of my videos, I end with that. Okay. So, so yeah. But uh, I, I will tell you another hidden talent, what a lot of people don't really know, is I don't write speeches. Oh. I, I create them on the stage. Okay, so you would, it's gut feeling. Whatever you go with the gut, that's, yes. that's what comes out. Yes, yeah. The I- inspiration from that. Now, mind you, that said, I read a lot of books mm-hmm. and, and, and authors and stuff like that, and you probably know a lot of them. You know, the Les Browns and the yes, John Maxwell yes. and the Bob Proctor and, you know, Dexter Yeager and, and these inspirational books. And then from their material, I write, I write speeches on stage. But a lot of people don't know that because I just developed this way of seeing it in my mind. Mm-hmm. And just like, just like radio, where a lot of people know there's an eight second delay. Right. When, when I'm writing a script in my mind, a speech in my mind, there's like an eight-second delay. So I'm actually seeing the picture in my mind, and I have the ability to see the progress of the picture while I'm saying the word that is eight seconds behind. Okay, okay. So then it's... it's um you're you're a performer on stage. You feel more comfortable when you have the audience. You can feel their vibe. You can feel it off of them compared to be yes. sitting at sitting at home and go, "Well, this is how you do this and this." It doesn't feel right. You're you're writing it, but it doesn't come off correctly. Right. That's it. I have the general synopsis already. Like for instance, if I'm going to talk about focus, right? Mm-hmm. And and this this is something that's in my book just to let you know. So when I have the subject, I'm going to write on focus. Then I say to myself, what am I going to say to the people to help them remember focus? So when I was writing the book, I saw the word focus in my mind, and then I started to see a archer. And then I started to see the distance of the archery board 100 meters away. And so to an inexperienced archer, he's just going to pick up that, uh, that bow and arrow, and he's going to put the arrow in the bow, and he's going to release it. But he's, he, he, he didn't really do the focus properly for him to hit the board. Because an experienced archer, he has to be able to measure the distance. Mm-hmm. He then has to be able to measure the wind. And then he has to be able to measure the angle that he's going to place the arrow before he even thinks about putting it in the, uh, the bow and releasing it. And so I will tell that story on stage as if I have it written down, but I actually don't. I'm writing it in my mind while I'm on stage. So then let me ask you a question because you brought up some points here. When it comes to reading your bio, you know, we work with the uh, Canadian Black Chambers, right? And yeah. we, we know we're trying to str- uh, start a lot of our black businesses out there, right? Yeah, yeah. Do you feel that's what we're doing right now with our, a lot of businesses? You know, we have great ideas for a business and everything. We're excited to do a business, but we just jump in, grab the bow and start firing without taking all of our steps. That is true. You're absolutely right. Um, It's good to have an idea, but with an idea has to come with a plan. And that's how you really differentiate between a vision and a goal. 
right? Because the vision is the idea, but then when you start sitting down and writing it and putting it in plan, putting it in stages of what needs to get done before this and, 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 and et cetera, et cetera. If you jump ahead, then you're going to fall into a lot of pitfalls. Sometimes you have the capacity to get out of the hole you just fell into, dust yourself off and move on. But sometimes the pitfall is so hard, therefore then your business crumbles because you didn't, you didn't start it on the proper, uh, 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 what's the word, a foundation. That's the word I'm trying to draw from my mind. You didn't start it on the proper foundation so it can potentially uh, crumble and then cause a catastrophic uh, result. So then let me ask you this. If you could, you know, I'm always telling people, you know, advice is a key. Advice is for everything. So, you know, you do the inspirational thing with, you know, all of us with COVID right now. What's the one thing that Steve does that, you know, could help other people through COVID? Well, very good question. First and foremost, COVID is a virus. And a lot of people don't know that a virus is something that is unnatural to the body. And so what we have to understand is what allows a virus to breathe and to live. A virus needs an acidic environment in order to live in the human body. The human body naturally operates on a alkaline environment, but because of our choices of food, because of our lack of uh, nutrition, because uh, we are working for that almighty dollar and we're not getting the proper rest, because uh, we're in wrong relationships that's causing stress on our bodies. All of these things causes our body to shift from the alkaline realm into the acidic realm. Therefore, your body is now susceptible to diseases and viruses. So I tell people that you need to learn how to keep your body on the alkaline side. So specifically speaking to COVID-19, COVID-19 cannot touch powerful Steve because COVID-19 cannot breathe, cannot live inside of uh, powerful Steve's body because my body is on the alkaline side. So I don't need to wear a mask. I don't need social distancing because I can't give somebody COVID and I can't get COVID from anybody. Mm, powerful. So you keep your body right. All right. So we're here. Yeah. We're at this point right now. It's called pick three. So Liz, we'd like to fund a little game. I like to play with everybody. You get to pick your questions. So between one to 10, Pick three numbers. Okay. I will pick one. I will pick two. And I will pick seven. One, two, and seven. Okay. Question number one. What's the one thing you wish you would have known before diving into your career? Um, before diving into my career, what's the one thing I... I wanted to know, should have known. Yeah. Hmm. You're talking about the career I am in now. Yep. Yeah. If you, if you or, could, if you could, if you knew, like when you dove into the speaking, before you dove right? in, if someone told you, well, before you get into speaking, if you know the stuff you know now, before you dove in, you know, what would that one thing be that you're teaching back to yourself? I would say 
know my audience. So the, it, 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 you have to have the right speech with the right audience. At first, I thought, oh, I'm a great speaker. I can speak. I could say anything. Right. No. You got to know your audience to know what will captivate them. Mm-hmm. If you don't know your audience, then your message will be lost. <laughs> okay, I get it. Because you're going into one speech talking about this, and everybody's like, uh, what is he talking about? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it, it's, kind of, it's kind of like this. Uh, if I go to a Ku Klux Klan rally, yeah. I, need, I need to know the speech for that rally. You get it? <laughs> because I'd be moving pretty fast. Yeah, you get up and get out. You're in the wrong, you're in the wrong realm. I get you. you get yeah. I get you. You're, you're in the wrong place. All right. Here, question number two. What is your biggest uh, failure and, uh, and what did you learn from it? Wow. My biggest failure, count the cost. My biggest failure is when I ran for city council the first time, mm-hmm. I, I put together a six-team fundraiser team, and I thought it was in place. And so before the money came in, I used my mortgage money for my house. Oh. And the, the, the fundraiser team fell apart. They actually did not raise a dime for me. And I was behind the eighth ball in paying my mortgage, and I actually lost my house. Wow. Yeah. Now, mind you, I fought and got the house back a couple months after the fact, mm-hmm. but, but I decided to, you know, do what I did what I did, and it actually caused a great strain on my marriage as well. So my advice then is for somebody before you do something of magnitude, is to count the cost. Okay, I like that. Before you dive in, think of the pros and cons, count it before you dive in. Yeah. Okay, so number seven, and I, I like this one. If you were in my shoes, what question would you have asked yourself that I didn't? Wow. Um, what makes Powerful Steve tick? All right, so so let's go. What makes you tick, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> All right. What makes me tick is I discovered my purpose when I discovered my creator. Uh, okay. So a lot of people don't know that I actually was a drug dealer on the streets of Brampton, and I faced death back in 1988 in crying out for God to save me, and he did, I surrendered my life to him, and then I found my real purpose, which is to help people with my gift of communication and inspiration. So I give all honor, I give all glory to my creator. Wow, that's powerful, that's powerful. Well, on that note, Steve, I want to thank you for coming on my show. But before we go, what I like is if you have any shout outs, this is your opportunity to shout out anybody out there. Say hi to all your family and friends that might be listening to this. This is your opportunity to say what up. 
<laughs> well, I want to shout out right now to my God. I always will give a shout out to him. He holds my breath. I want to shout out to my family, my father, my mother. I want to shout out to the community of Brampton, which I love dearly. This is the city that I've spent 42 years of my 55 years on this earth. I love the city. Uh, the mayor of the city, Patrick Brown, the black community that is really coming together and making things happen. And I do believe that uh, we are going to set the stage for how to build a great city. I believe that Brampton is on the track for that, and I'm happy to be a part of it. I want to shout out to the Canadian Black Chamber of Commerce, Andrea Barrett and Michael Forrest. I want to shout out to, uh, to, to Ryan, my friend of uh, the African Caribbean Business Network. They're doing awesome work in the community. They have partnered together and showed that we actually can achieve more if we work together. Uh, PACU, right? We're talking about our own credit union. Uh, we're making things happen to make the lives of our community easier the way God had intended. And, and if, if there's anyone else that I've forgotten to shout out for right now, uh, yeah, I'm shouting out to you too. <laughs> that's the, that's the easiest way of doing it, my friend. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> when you when you put on the spot, you know you got 37 <laughs> seconds, right? <laughs> you know, and the Academy Award goes to and then, yeah, yeah, and then uh, uh, Matthew uh, Charles. Uh, <laughs> you gotta come up there and sing. <laughs> yeah, and then they start playing the music. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my friend. You have a great day, my friend. <laughs> and thank you very much for this. And listen, the person that's on next after me, it's actually my firstborn son, Joran. He's my firstborn. Oh, lovely. All right. We got a father and son team. Let's do it. All right. So uh, can I be able to hear this call? Yep. We'll do it like right his, after. Yep. We'll his, sign off. His, we'll his do it. segment. His segment. I'll be able to hear it. Yep. We'll let you go, my friend. So we'll talk soon. Uh, all right. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> He's excited. I love it. Listen, that's another show. We'll talk soon. Thank you for listening. Another show right after. Like he said, if you look in part two, it's his son that's coming on. and He's, he's excited. You can hear it in his voice. So thank you for listening. Tell a friend. Another show coming up. We'll see you next time. It's come to an end, but the fun doesn't have to stop here. If you have any questions, suggestions, or feedback, head over right now to Twitter and Facebook and like, share, and get involved. Join us next time. Please be advised that this podcast is meant for educational and informational purposes only and is in no way a replacement for legal or medical advice. The opinions contained within are solely those of the interviewers and interviewees and should be received as so. Those seeking help or advice are encouraged to obtain professional legal and medical services. Grand Canyon University, a Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering over 200 engaging programs online. Praised for its culture of community, students build meaningful professional relationships with faculty who become partners in your success. GCU's online students received over $100 million in scholarships in 2020. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you qualify for.